Welcome to Movies Are Live. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler, and I'm trying to stop worrying and love the bomb. I was finally able to go to the theater and see Oppenheimer over the weekend, and today we are going to give some quick takes on the film that is not only thought-provoking, but also very significant. I'm bringing in frequent guest Charles Mills to weigh in on one of the most successful films of the year so far. So how are you doing, Charles? I'm good. And, and before we get started, I just wanted to ask, uh, do I need to have watched Barbie or is it going to be any spoilers for, I don't know how this works. No, uh, not at all. Uh, and it's, I think the weekend is just fascinating because I can't think of really two very different films. We imagine a future. And our imaginings horrify us. They won't fear it. Until they understand it. Oppenheimer is a epic biopic thriller written and directed by Christopher Nolan. It's based on the 2005 Pulitzer Prize winning biography, American Prometheus. And the film chronicles the career of American theoretical physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer. The story predominantly focuses on Oppenheimer's early studies, his direction of the Manhattan Project during World War II, and his eventual fall from grace due to his 1954 security hearing. Gillian Murphy stars as the title character. Emily Blunt plays his wife, Kitty. There's also uh, roles played by Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, and then just tons of faces. You'll probably be like, wait, I, I know this person. Wait, I didn't know he was in this. I didn't know she was yeah. in this. Uh, I think it's kind of uh, kind of fun to almost be surprised with some of those. So um, so I think I saw this, but you saw this movie on opening weekend, right? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. Um, and, and, so I, and, and I wanted to actually, I wanted to see it in the um, IMAX 70 millimeter because there's only like, I believe there's only like 13 theaters in the world that can show it that way or right. something. And I, and it is sold out, still sold out. It's sold out so far weeks in advance. I'm like, I can't. So I ended up seeing it in just a regular theater, which I was, I was bummed about that. Having said that though, I, I like this movie a lot um, and, and I would want to go see it again if I ever get a chance in the IMAX 70. Um, but yeah, no, I saw it opening weekend and, and, and I, I, I mean, I know of the man roughly. And I know, um, I know he was kind of after the whole bomb. I know he was kind of ostracized a little bit. That was the extent that I knew of it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and I knew that Einstein had helped, but again, I didn't know much of it. So what's amazing to me is, is that you mentioned it's a thriller and it, and it is, it's exciting in a lot of ways, and it, it, probably more than it has any right to be, because it's actually, it's a pretty, I don't know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's slow, I've heard a lot of people describe it as slow, but I mean, it's, there's not like a lot of action that happens, there, it's, it's a three hour dialogue heavy movie. Yes. Um, but... I it's kind of the culmination of Christopher Nolan's career. I, I'm not going to say it's his best movie, but it is. It's like hit all of the style that he's been inventing over the years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in Memento, using the black and white to show a different timeline, and then Dunkirk, mixing and cutting across times. Yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty cool seeing it all come together, and that's that's what makes this movie particularly interesting is the way it's put together how time is just you're in and out of time all over the place and sometimes with very minimal differences between 
you know, the characters, the way they look and all that, you're bouncing around all over the place, but it somehow is coherent. Yes. I don't know if you felt the same way. I, yeah, you, you said it. <laughs> it was like you read my mind. Yeah, uh, you're right. This movie just kind of is a culmination of just everything that he's done kind of led up to this point. And yes, it's it's dialogue heavy, but um, I I didn't think it was slow at all. In fact, I'd be almost a little interested to see how long how long the longest scene is that plays out because he is going back and forth all the time. And it's, I think it's almost recognizing that this, <laughs> I, I'm not like a sciencey guy, but, and, but he does a really good job because this movie is full of science jargon. And it's almost like he's utilizing these editing techniques um, to move the story along. And it, it uh, he, even though <laughs> really, I mean, this is kind of, even if like, I didn't know all the details, I really didn't know much about Oppenheimer, the man, but we have some historical context of the atom bomb in world war two. I didn't know all the details, uh, but also he does a good job with this technique of you in a way, don't know where things are going, even though we have a very like, <laughs> like, we we know who wins the war, but there's still, right. I would say, a moment in this movie where you're still kind of on the edge of your seat about like what's gonna happen, <laughs> you know. And so I think I think he does a masterful job of that. I mean, it just I mean, I do think this movie is playing off a lot of the success of Barbie. So a lot of people, you know, made a weekend out of it, which I think is great. I mean, people going to movies and seeing you know, these original uh, stories, so to speak, not necessarily based on a comic book character or anything like that, but it just almost tickles me to think that people tickles your pink. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That this movie is doing so well because, you know, it's sciencey it's three hours long, but it, it makes me happy that people are embracing this film because even though I, I'd probably agree with you that I, I don't, think this is his best film but it's also the one i'm so glad he's taken on this type of material yeah and um i i uh i was actually thinking i um that when you were talking about the money of it like i think outside of the batman trilogy this is his highest grossing movie wow <laughs> so which is crazy considering he's had such big hits you know yeah exception and and uh and I, was Tenet a hit? I can't remember if Tenet actually was a hit or not. I know that was kind of came out. Uh, it hit. was, yeah, it came out. Uh, yeah, that one. It, it might have, it might have broke uh, some records uh, just for the year, just because right. it might have been the only movie right. that was actually out in the theaters at the time. But yeah, but but what's cool also about it is the um, it the fact that he's shooting this movie with these IMAX cameras, and um, and I know that's kind of become just like buzzwords to a lot of people, but I don't really don't think people fully understand because IMAX, a lot of times it's just a movie that's blown up to IMAX or whatever. He's shooting, this is film. This is not digital. He's mm -hmm. shooting on large format film. And for this movie in particular, they had to, Kodak had to create black and white IMAX film. That wasn't converted in post, that he shot it in black and white. And when you think about that, it's kind of crazy that it's a dialogue driven drama that was shot on these large format cameras. Yeah. You know? It's wild. And the, and the fact that he also, I believe he claimed that he has no computer generated imagery in the movie that, right. that he used, you know, obviously he removed stuff and posts stuff like that, but he, there's nothing like created like 
in you know in 3D and then you know even the bomb the explosion mm -hmm. was done practically. So it, it's kind of amazing, but it just it just strikes me as very crazy that like they're inventing like new technology for this movie, and I, there is part of me that's like, did it need it? Like, did it need? this like giant format black and white. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a case for that. It's like, I, I love it though, because you know, um, if I could ever go and see it, uh, in an IMAX, um, 70 millimeter screening, I would love to, I don't know if it needed to be shot this way, but, <laughs> yeah. but it was beautiful. And it was it, beautiful. Yeah. And, and I really appreciate someone shooting black and white as black and white and not just, you know, like they, yeah. there was intent behind that. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I think stole the show personally. He did, uh, and I, I think he will win an Oscar for this for supporting actor. He really gets to chew on the scenery in this movie, but um, you know it, it's fun to see him. I mean, he's always been a great actor, but um, I, I'm glad he was. You know, it's been a while that since he's been given a role that plays off his strengths so well. Uh, and, and you heard that yeah. interview that he was. Um, he talked about he was kind of taking a shot at Marvel a little bit because he was basically saying that he hasn't really like stretched his acting muscle in so long. Mm, having played yeah. all the Marvel stuff and that he had kind of forgotten like how to play outside of like the Iron Man stuff. Like he kind of gotten that, you know, almost sounded like he was kind of coasting along, which I thought he was fantastic in all the Marvel movies. I really did. But, but, but basically Christopher Nolan had to kind of like really coax it out of him to get mm -hmm. an, uh, you know, a great performance that is nothing like Iron Man. But yeah, but I do. I really do think he'll win an Oscar for it because his and and, and so I also think um, how do you say his name? Is it Killian? Yeah, Killian Murphy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think Killian will also win Best Actor. I, but I think I think I thought he was wonderful. <laughs> he was. He was. But having said that, I really think Robert Downey Jr.'s character is what drives the narrative. Like it, it was I, I it was it was just fascinating. And Matt Damon was great, too. I, I think. Yeah. They, Matt Damon's kind of the humor of this, and a lot of the dialogue in his scenes was very um, like social network style. It was like there was a lot of like really fast rat -tat 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 -tat, really like witty dialogue that I loved. But um, but yeah, I, I think Robert Downey Jr. Uh, again, I don't want to get into spoilers of it, but the role that he was tasked to play could have been so one dimensional and and you know, just weird and, and, and not memorable. And instead it's like, it is the, like the narrative device, the way they used him. And like, I, I just, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really liked Killian Murphy a lot because uh, he almost, it kind of, in a weird way, kind of remind me of a Daniel Plainview from there will be blood. Oh yeah. And that, I saw and that, that one, too. and that one was, you know, he, he, that obviously that role is, I mean, just, super memorable and way over the top. And it's, I mean, this is a very different performance and, and it could have easily gotten into that territory, but he plays him, you know, I, I just thought we could really like see his, how his thought process changed over the years of his life, you know, so he's this brash cocky dude and how he starts really kind of, uh, finally digesting uh the the effects of all their all the their work you know right. and so i i think you could really see that like over time the way he stays the same person but you know uh 
you know, and, but kind of develops and morphs like over time. I, I, I thought, I thought it was really, really good. I had read somewhere that like people were kind of upset because it was like, they thought they were making a martyr out of this guy that made the bomb and killed so many like Japanese people, which obviously is, there's a lot of weight in this movie about that, but yeah, but I didn't see that them as making a martyr out of him. In fact, I didn't either. I feel like they went out of their way to make him a kind of a bad guy. Um, especially, early on like one of the first scenes with him is like he's where where uh where was he at cambridge cambridge wherever he was at he's like he tries to poison his teacher because his teacher kind of gives him a hard time and it's like wow okay so that's your like introduction to this character <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. you're not making him look good there and then and then when you know when he comes home and his kid is screaming and his wife's upset like he just his first thought is to give away his kid yeah i mean as a parent like those two scenes, the poisoning a teacher and giving away your kid, it's like, I, at first I was like, I'm not going to be able to connect with this guy at all. They're making him out to be almost a monster, like a, like something wrong with him, uh, you know, and, but, and then I was thinking maybe that's the way his mind worked and you, so I do not think they're putting him in a good light. Now yeah. they do show the brilliance of him and all that, but they, then they, they do show, like you said, it's the changes that he goes through and he does realize the error of his ways but he was just almost so arrogant in his pursuit. And then not mm -hmm. all, not only that, but it's like the government's kind of pushing him to do it too, because they want, they don't want the, the Nazis to get the, the bomb before them. So, right. Yeah. But it, it's So I really, I, I don't, I think they kind of showed him warts and all. I do not think they tried to downplay his bad qualities. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. It's a very interesting take on him. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you as well. And I thought that, um, you know, I, I think the powerful thing about this story is just this moral quandary that it presents, um, you know, uh, and they even recognize, you know, what a devastating effect that this bomb will have. But, you know, you have it juxtaposed with like, well, the Germans have been working on this like for a long time. So like kind of one of those like, you know, if we don't do it. <laughs> somebody will and right. you know that'll affect us and that'll affect you know certainly for the, him you know affecting his heritage and his jewish background and everything he did change trying to redeem himself you know i think as best as he could but i don't think it was still glorifying uh what he did i i thought it was perfectly posed he was just kind of doing like what he could you know um and so um and i thought i mean i, I still even when the movie uh finished uh i just I, even though this is something that we've like always have talked about with you know history and just the effects of things and you know i would i would say i'm more of a pacifist <laughs> than a lot of other a lot of other people and it really brings these like lots of feelings and stuff but then it's also mired with this you know this movie is essentially also a political thriller in the sense of like oh gosh politics just skewers all of this <laughs> you know so uh what was funny about the the political aspect of it i mean funny it to me is that i i actually didn't know the difference between the a-bomb and the h-bomb I, and so, yeah, and so I, when they're, I, I assume they either. were the same thing. I really, I've always, I've heard it. I just thought they were interchangeable. And so when they're talking in the movie, I'm like, well, what is he talking about? He doesn't want to make the hydrogen bomb, the H bomb. And I'm like, what? and so that was one of those things I had to actually come home and look it up. And, and so it's like, and then I was like, okay, did we ever end up using an H bomb in war? And it turns out that 
they where they were made despite Oppenheimer not wanting to make them, but they have never been used. No country has ever used an H bomb, a hydrogen bomb in war. So in in some ways, I I would say that he's probably should be given credit for that. I mean, I know there's the whole mutually assisted destruction or mutually assured destruction, but I I it's just fascinating to me that like he this one atomic bomb and then now there's all these other much bigger bombs out there a hydrogen bomb is much bigger than an atomic bomb um and they have not been used in all the years since they were made which was you know so it's it's a it's just there's a it's an interesting thing because it's not like it's not like far away history we're still in the middle of this Mm -hmm. kind of thing and it's like eesh Especially yeah. with everything going on in Russia now, and knowing yeah. that knowing that the Soviet Union, well, or Russia, which he's you know Putin's trying to kind of rebuild the Soviet Union, it seems like, but knowing all that, and knowing that they have hydrogen bombs and we have hydrogen bombs, and yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's kind of scary. That that's a good I mean, way. Not to, not kind of scary. It's extremely yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a good way to uh, <laughs> sum up how you feel after this uh, film is. yeah they're just like whoo um yeah for sure well um i I, one thing i'll have to i I just want to quickly say is that um and i think uh nolan he he's been criticized a lot with how he like writes uh female characters and uh you could kind of i think he was really trying to solve that with this film. I, I still don't think he quite stuck the land in, landing. Uh, my kind of one big critique, I thought Emily Blunt was really uh, misused in this movie. Uh, and so, um, but I, I, and she plays a big part, certainly at the end, but I, I didn't think um, up to that point uh, she had necessarily <laughs> earned <laughs> earned uh the action that she takes but that was kind of my one little like the movie so shifts after you know kind of the, i would say probably the last 45 minutes to an hour and i i thought it was good but it, all of a sudden it kind of felt like nolan was really kind of telling us uh how to feel during everything when up to that point i felt like we were still getting to kind of decide for ourselves i i she was okay. I mean, I, I don't know if I, you know, maybe, maybe you disliked her more than I did. I, I didn't think she was bad, but I, I, the scene I love though. Uh, and it's kind of a weird scene is when they, when they're like having her being confronted with the whole, like, you know, the affair, like, and she's, she's in that and the way they visualize that. And it's, yeah. it's a very, it's a very interesting way to do that. Like, it's like putting, putting all their, you know, dirty laundry out for the public to see and go on the record. I, I thought that was a really, interesting moment the way yeah. nola decided to do that um what did you think of florence Pugh? well <laughs> i it kind of she threw me off guard a little bit because i didn't know she was in the movie uh <laughs> strangely enough i know you could just go on imdb and see all these things but uh, i i like to kind of go in you know pretty fresh and stuff like that and so she's one of my favorite actresses um and so uh, we saw a lot more of her than I was <laughs> expecting, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And so the person literally next to me uh, covered their eyes, <laughs> and so the theater. Um, but I mean, I thought she was—I thought she was really effective in her role. I—I I, I always think she's really good. Can can I can I mention one spoiler? Can we give a spoiler alert? Because there's something I do want to ask you. Are you sure. okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So uh, there's this there's a sequence where. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. There's a sequence where um, it's in, it's a flashback to her, you know, dying in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I took away that, you know, she had committed suicide, right? I don't know if that's what you took out of it. But, yeah. apparent, but apparently, people have said that in one shot of the movie, there's a, there's a, um, like a black leather glove, hand, a, a gloved hand pushing her head down. You know, I kind of wondered that I, I did see that. And for a second, I was kind of like, wait, did he, you know, basically help her, assist her in killing herself? So that, and so I did, I did not notice it. And I, I don't know how I didn't apparently, but, but there have been so much, there's so much speculation on it. People were saying that, was it like his perspective and he's like blaming himself for it happening and it's like his hand other people said that it's the same kind of glove that the agents who were going through their trash earlier hmm. wore and so the implica- the implication there is that the government killed her oh huh interesting and, like, and so i started researching that a little bit and it's like there is there is that conspiracy theory and it's been been out there for a long time like that huh. that may have been how she was killed so it's another thing i want to rewatch it again um, Interesting. Speaking of that, I, I saw it at a, a theater um, where they were serving food, and, and that was probably one of the times <laughs> when one of the waiters walked in front. But <laughs> during the countdown of the bomb, that's when a waiter came and like asked me a question. I'm like looking around, I'm like they're they're counting the bomb. This is like this is two hours into the movie, man. Like, yeah, I'm trying to like look around. I'm like, I already gave you my card. Oh um, man, anyway, that's, so that's, I, like... that's like several things I know I need to rewatch. Yeah. That um, yeah, that's a really interesting theory. Like I, I, I didn't take it necessarily that he actually physically had done it, but when he was just imagining what happened, he yeah. kind of thought like he was the caught, you know, right, the right. That's, for that's, it yeah. and stuff like that. But that's an interesting as far as the uh, government uh, agency because I mean the the movie is very clear on how I mean he was followed and t- you know uh, monitored constantly you know so uh i, I wouldn't put it past <laughs> anybody right. a, that that's just that's that a happen. weird it, it's it, it the way i'm understanding that shot is like it was just one shot one like quick shot but that it just sold this idea that it wasn't exactly a suicide so that's really interesting yeah to me. yeah well um is so i, I was kind of looking back around this time we had uh, recorded our discussion about everything everywhere all at once and uh, during that podcast we had predicted that it would uh, win best picture um i i feel like i mean it's still early there's you know there's still a lot of things to come out in the fall but do you i, I think we both agree that this will garner a lot of nominations you mm-hmm. already talked about downing's uh, performance and i think a lot of people will be uh i think technically this will be Edit, um, nominated for a lot of things like editing and production design, costume design. I thought the makeup was really good as well. Cinematography. Yeah, cinematography. Uh, do you think this movie will win Best Picture? <sighs> I can't even think of what else will be nominated, but yes, I do. Um, it's it's just such a big picture. And, and I think he will finally win a directing Oscar. He's only been nominated to director like once, right? I'm trying to think. Yeah, it hasn't been very times. Yeah. So I... I actually think this, because of the like monumental achievement that it is, I think he will win director for sure. I think Downey Jr. and Killian, I, I think they're all kind of locks for this. So, uh, yeah, I, I will just call it now. We'll say it'll win Best Picture and editing and directing. And and uh, the score was a little weird in places, but it worked for it. It was really intense, kind of like the whole Dunkirk thing. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Like like, uh, But, yeah, I'll, I'll call it now. Best picture, sure. I, 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 but I can't think of any other movies that would be nominated. Can you? Like, what's another front? Would you say Barbie? I mean, is it is I, that I think, good? 
I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was giving an odd. Um, I, I wonder if the uh, Spider-Man, you know, across oh, yeah. the Spider-Verse, uh, I don't know if it can slip <laughs> into a Best Picture uh, nomination. I think well, it's a animated film for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the Ninja Turtles movie was really good in that regard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, there there'll be uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. You know, will be coming out. It's, it's Scorsese. funny you say that. I'm j- just now listening to the book. I highly recommend Oppenheimer. Uh, I the, there were, uh, I mentioned kind of a couple of things I kind of got hung up with and with a little bit, but still, it's one of those movies. If it did win Best Picture, I I totally support that. Um, it's, you know, it's challenging, but also accessible. And, um, I mean, it's kind of operating on all the technical levels, you know, that it's everything coming together, including the writing, the actors, the directing and everything like that. So yeah, it'll be a force to be, uh, to be reckoned with. Well, Killian <laughs> is a fantastic actor anyway. He's been in almost every Christopher Nolan movie. So it's really cool yeah. that he's finally like a big starring role and he's yeah. just knocked it out of the park. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I've never seen uh, Peaky Blinders, what w- w- in which he starred in, and I heard a lot of uh, people really I've like seen a few that, episodes so. of that. It's like you you would not believe the difference in character he is from his yeah. Oppenheimer performance. It's a yeah. totally just different person. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but he's good well, as Scarecrow. I think that's what a lot of people know him as. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, he was in Twenty Eight Days Later, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, the, yeah. The, the the first. Yes, the original yeah. one. Yeah, he's really good in that too. Yeah, good. Yeah, good actor. <laughs> so, well, um, thanks for taking the time to quickly talk about this. So, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know it had. We're recording this fairly late. We're both tired, but I, I think this was a good discussion. So, uh, yeah, I had fun. Seriously, anytime you want me back on, man, I'm I, I love talking about movies. I could do it no matter what I'm feeling like. So awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah.